Today's show is sponsored by Noom. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop new relationships with food through personalized courses. Sign up today for your trial at noom.com slash real life. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash real life. Today's show is also sponsored by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code real at checkout. Liquidiv.com, promo code real at checkout. It's actually the, the it's almost like we're like a... F- because home is such a place of vulnerability too. Home is where so you. you're so busy, you can push things under the rugs in your marriage a lot. Yeah, like home. Home is a place where you can't hide. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. You shouldn't need to hide there. Yeah. That's the that's the blessing of home. But home is also a place where you can't hide. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had. Some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers. And some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We're talking about faith, culture, and answer your questions. Say that five times fast. Right? Guys, this is big, 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 big moment. If you're listening on audio, you don't know how big of a moment this is. But I just kind of put, you know, I just... I uh, mean, it's not that big. Stole my own thunder. We rearranged the (laughs) office studio a little bit to have like a little bit newer set for our podcast. And we're bringing the podcast back on video. So I haven't uploaded... That's big. I haven't uploaded the podcast to our YouTube channel for like four or five months just because it was... A little bit more work. We had some things going on, etc. But I feel like, you know what? This is the time to get back on it, get back on the horse, get back in the saddle, upload some videos. So one, if you're watching on YouTube, please let us know if you're watching there. Um, just the Real Life Podcast, if you want to search that um, on YouTube and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're back. What do you guys think of the new set? Do you like it? Is a little bit homier than the blue backdrops. I will say, you do know now, watching on this set, with the way we configured it, that we're barefoot. And I know some people are going to be vibing with that. Some people, some people do not like feet, even to the point where they don't even <laughs> want to see a foot, even if it's a small zoomed out foot in the screen. So I'm just going to let you know, if that's you, I am sorry, but we record barefoot. That's just how it's going to be. You know what's so funny? I don't even think about that. Whenever we take a picture outside or something, I'm always barefoot. Or if I do like an Insta story with clothes, I'm always barefoot. And I don't realize it at all until I see other people's. I'm like, oh, they're trying on different shoes. They're different shoes that go with different outfits. Right. I'm just well, so and, not a shoe person. Yeah, and I don't really care either. Like, I don't, I actually think the people. But you like shoes. Sure. I And this, no, the, <laughs> the, the, the people that are weird about feet, though, that actually is a pet peeve of mine. Well, like, but you're like on the extreme other side. Like, no, I mean, I think, here's, here's the thing. I don't think feet are gross. I think gross feet are gross. No, no, I'm saying you like, your favorite thing is a foot massage. So you're the opposite where you, you don't care about stinky feet. No, I do. That's where okay. We're talking about two separate things right now. I don't. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, um, I care about sticky feet. I don't ever want to touch one. I don't ever want to see one. I don't ever want to have one. That's different. What I'm saying is, there's people that just like a foot. It could be the perfect, most purest, most beautiful foot in the world, and they're like repulsed by that. Really? Yeah, that to me is like actually a, that is a pet peeve of mine where people have that kind of feeling about a foot. Mm. 
My my thought is yes. Gross feet are gross. Feet are not gross. Does that make sense? So my question are those people? Do you wear shoes in your house? Yeah, if you're one of those people, I want to know. You first of all need because growing up we were not allowed to wear shoes in our house. Well, yeah, and then here, living in Hawaii, that's yeah, like a classic don't. rule. Like Y'all you don't leave live, it yeah. at your front door. You want to know if you're in Hawaii, go to like a party of any sorts, and if there's mm-hmm. like 50 pairs of slippers and shoes out in the lanai or porch, then you know you're in Hawaii. You know what's interesting, though? What? I've never smelled, I mean, I think I can say never, I've never smelled stinky feet in Maui. But in Washington, when people would come over and take off their shoes, Yeah, it let me tell you why. Stink. I have a philosophy. Here's why. why. Tell us. So this is also not where we were going to go yes, with the podcast. <laughs> Washington, a primarily uh, wet, colder climate, your feet are going to be bundled. They're going to be wrapped. They're going to be fermenting like a <laughs> big old <laughs> bottle of kombucha. Okay? Gross. Uh, exactly. That is gross. And that's problematic. So that then, because when you release the covering, <laughs> then yes, there will be fumes, there will be gases. When you live in is Hawaii, it because you're sweating? Is it because you can't breathe in your the mo- shoes? The moisture can't breathe. You're sweating. Uh, some, I feel like the, you get feet wet. Get, the feet get damp because of rain. Yeah. yeah. So All that to say, Hawaii is the opposite. Climate? Hawaii, they're constantly, you're in slippers, which by the way, that's what we in Hawaii call flip-flops. Don't call them flip-flops. They're called slippers. Which is so cute because when our niece came to live with us, who's five, for a little bit, we kept telling her, oh, go get your slippers. We're going outside. And she, we and she about kept big, bringing puffy. her puffy, fuzzy slippers. And I kept being like, why is she wearing her slippers <laughs> Like those kid, kid pajama slippers. Yeah. <laughs> that was so hilarious. We had to like throw them away. They were destroyed after. Well, because she wore them as like normal shoes, yeah. which we were asking her to. But she thought, yeah. <laughs> what I was saying with that, those Hawaii, like people in Hawaii, you know, our feet are constantly being aired out, you know, and kind of purified by the salt water, the salt air, the dry climate. Even though they sweat because it's sweaty, it's hot. Yeah, but they're never bundled. I think there's like a spiritual illustration there too. It's all about the socks. Yeah, there's a spiritual illustration there. If you want to keep your spiritual life clean, if you want to keep your spiritual life whole, you need to air it out. (laughs) How would you air it out though? What does that mean? Constantly dipping it in spiritual salt water, constantly wearing (laughs) spiritual slippers, constantly allowing it to spiritually breathe. There we go. Eh, you, I'm could, gonna, you no, need to play that out a little no, more. I'm gonna let people. I'm gonna let people fill in the gaps there. That was a strong sermon. <laughs> yes, Lord, and Basically, Amen. Basically, it's a don't quench the spirit. Don't exactly. put it in a sock and a shoe. Exactly. Don't quench the foot and don't quench the spirit. There you go. I okay, like what are we gonna talk about today, babe? Guys, we got lots Other to talk feet. about. We probably lost half the people. Yeah, guys, stay feet. with us. Stay with us. And if you are staying with us, then you heard me just say stay with us. So I don't think that's relevant. But anyways. We had a topic for today. No, honestly, though, I do feel like so, you know, we're over a month into quarantine now. Shelter in place. Month month and a half, depending on where you're kind of at and what kind of part and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But there's been a topic that I think uh, this this, like this phrase or this philosophy or this topic that me and Alyssa have been coming back to of just like, I think I think one question we've asked this whole quarantine is what is the Lord up to? Mm -hmm. What's the Lord doing? What's his purpose? What's his mission? What does he want from us? What does he what does he want from the world? What is he? uh, Okay, hold on, guys. I got to go check on Cannon real quick. Uh, I'll be right back. He's calling us real quick. Hey, guys, want to take a quick break? Tell you about one of this week's sponsors. That is Noom. You know we love Noom. We've talked about them for months. They've been a longstanding sponsor on the show. And the reason I love them is because they help you get in shape, not just with with nutrition and fitness, but they make sure to let you know it's not about losing a specific weight or a magic number or anything like that. It's about health, it's about flourishing, and it's about building healthier habits. And this allows you and is tailored to you uh, to give you exactly that on your own terms. And I absolutely 
Love it. Now, Noom is awesome because again, walking through it, doing it with them, there's just uh, physical examples of benefit. There's psychological examples of benefit, whether it's just actually feeling better, more energy. Um, I feel like my brain's firing in all cylinders, able to make healthier choices, all these, these different things through Noom. And we love them. Now, if you don't know, they're the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Now, it's based in psychology. They teach you why you do the things that you do and how to beat certain things that you don't want to do. Um, and I absolutely love it. And it concentrates on just making healthier habits and living a healthier lifestyle, which is what it's really about for sustainability. So again, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. So sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. Again, that's noom.com, N-O-O-M.com slash real life. Again, what do you have to lose? Noom.com slash real life start trial today okay guys sorry about that disruption uh can i just needed something real quick also by the way if you're watching on video not all the stuff is coming in the mail that's why we're holding the mics right here which looks kind of weird that won't be forever so yeah stay tuned we're gonna get something here have the mics all easy yeah there you go look at vanna white over here <laughs> Alyssa white over here justin's okay. super excited he stained the surfboard exactly it's looking Maybe good Frames. frames, these vintage Hawaii posters, fiddle leaf. fiddle leaf, lighting, chairs, rug, etc. Just phenomenal. <laughs> That's Anyways. what he's done during quarantine. Exactly. What have you done during quarantine? I think all of us have kind of picked something, you know? Um, okay. So we're asking the big questions right now, I feel like, of just like, what does God have for us? Where does he have us? Uh, what is he doing in the world, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our lives, in Christian community? A lot of different ways to answer that. But I do feel like a phrase has come to our hearts that's kind of, I think, been true for us, but I also feel like true for what we feel like is almost our, what we feel like God's doing in the world mm-hmm. that then um, is even kind of spurred us on to even jump even a little heavier into our mission with family teams and stuff like that. Um, and I think this phrase that we keep coming, I, I don't know exactly what I've been saying, it, but I think the phrase we've been using is that we, I, I do feel like this is a time that God is calling all people's hearts to return home. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I know we have a lot of people that this is most of this will be family specific. We'll talk about, but we have a lot of people that are single college student, young professionals, you know, dating, not married, etc. And I think this applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think having your heart come home just means, you know, home to like kids and a spouse. I think it just means like, um, centered in, in, in a home or in, in, in relationships in that sense. But, but yeah, I feel like this is God is <clears throat> calling us all home, calling us to have our heart return home. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think the, the just to unpack it a little bit before I pass it is, um, you know what? No, before I unpack it, you, you just talk no, about no, it. No, no, you go, you I, go. I think, I just think, yeah, I think it's, I think God is using this time to really have people's hearts return home. And what I mean by that is specifically, so if you are a family, I, I'm seeing across the board, while there's stress, like we're not going to minimize that. There's stress, there's job loss, there's crisis, there's enormous hits people are taking in the medical industry, et cetera. But, and I don't even know if I'd call it a silver lining because I don't, I don't love that phrase, but, um, but I do think in a parallel track, people's hearts are being called home and co- people's hearts are returning home. And what I mean by that is um, from an identity perspective, from a meaning perspective, from a mm-hmm. purpose perspective, I was just even on a call uh, with some, some people earlier, some guy friends in our integrated uh, coaching group. Um, and kind of our integrated mastermind, which if you don't know about integrated, you need to go look it up. I think it's on familyteams.com or familyteams.com slash integrated. 
it's basically like this secret brotherhood where we get together twice a year in person and we basically stay in a house for two days. You know, the next one's later this year. Hopefully that'll happen. But also it's just like when we're on and we just talk faith, family, business, how do you integrate them? How do you, how do we sharpen each other? It's an awesome mastermind, but we have a monthly call too. And I think one of the guys on there was even talking about that same thing, how this is just so activating. He was talking about from an extracurricular standpoint of just like he, he's realizing with everything canceled, how much extracurriculars just like you say yes to so many mm. without even realizing it, you know? Sure. And he's like, I'm just home. Like we're just, we're reading, mm-hmm. we're just playing games. Mm-hmm. We're just like going for walks. And I just could hear in his voice that like, yeah, there's this return home to the, mm-hmm. not even just the pure hours, but there's like, it, that does something then to a spirit of like mm-hmm. your, your, your heart is home. I think a lot of times guys and girls, cause I think a lot of times we, we do Tom sometimes talk about this for the husbands, but I think it's true of women, men, and again, people even without families. I think a lot of times our heart is elsewhere. Our heart is outside the home. Our heart is in our job. Our heart is, I don't know, in some cultural pursuit. Our heart's on, our heart's on the internet. I know that's a weird one, but I think it's true. Um, when I think our heart should be at home. Now, we should be, our identity is in the Lord. First and foremost, at the center, our identity is in the Lord. We're his child. But I do think then in the physical world, there is then a kind of a, a concentric circle or priority type vision where God... Um, we don't get our true definition and meaning from the home, but I do think it is like an anchoring point that we actually are meant to find our identity mm-hmm. in. It that's not like the spiritual center, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, um, and a lot of us don't have it there. A lot of us, yeah. again, have it in, in work, in performance, in the internet, in other people's praise, in all these other things. When I like, no, I think performance. Per, yeah. I think, I think we're called our, our hearts mm-hmm. meant to be home. So mm-hmm. I can expand more on that, but I want you to talk about that for a second. How I've been working through that. Well, a few things that came to my mind when you were talking about that is, um, Ronald Rollhauser. I feel like How I struggled say to say that. How do you say Ronald Rollhauser. There we go. Roar Heiser. Yeah. yeah. Roar. <laughs> struggle. Roar Heiser. He's got to have that. His, his whole life had to just be. I thought it was Roll Heiser. I'm pretty. No, no. I'm, there's no. R O L. No, I don't think it was an L. Is there an L? Yes. You've read him more recently than I have. I thought it was a more roar. Maybe I'm. You think of Richard? Exactly. Roar. I think I'm putting Richard Roar and Roarheiser together. Mm-hmm. This is Ronald uh, Rollheiser. Hold on, let me let me. Rollheiser. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Ronald Rollheiser. You're so right. But wow. yeah, brilliant. That is not said many times, people. So let's just take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant author, though. Yeah, we love. Brilliant him. author. In his book, what was the one I was reading? Um, Domestic Monastery, no, Holy Longing, the Holy. Something fire, sacred fire. No, sac- uh, got a lot of books, but they're profound. It's a more recent. It's not. It's the one after Holy Longing. Sac- sacred fire. Or sacred domestic monastery. No, not that one. Guys, this is so eloquently said. Anyway, was it about fire? Because that one is sacred I think it fire. Is- or holy long. Anyway, Here, it's I'm either sacred fire oh, no, or holy gonna, longing. It's I, the one we have on Kindle. We gotta chase the rabbits. I'm gonna get this. Okay, sorry guys. Last. Sorry. Holy longing, so- sacred fire, passion of the cross. No, it's the one we have on Kindle. So Restless it, heart. Go to your forgotten Kindle. among the lilies. I love forgotten among the go lilies. To your, that was one. Go to your Kindle. Okay. Okay. Anyway, he um, talks about, and I haven't finished the whole book yet, and I'm probably gonna butcher it, but he talks about how, you know, in our childhood, we're in a home, whether it's broken or not. And then it's once Sacred we... Fire or Domestic Monastery. Those are the only two books we have in our, okay, in our library. Okay, Sacred Fire. It's Sacred yeah. Fire. Yeah. Have you read that one? I think a long time ago, but yeah. Okay, so hopefully you'll so remember I, this I, part I, of it. I don't it. think I can, but yeah, go. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> rabbit hole. This is like what it's like... 
Venus. Okay. So anyway, in the book, he talks about just how like when we're growing up, we're in a home. And then once you hit, I think it's once you hit adolescence and then through like a certain age and it's different age for every person, we are then looking for how to come back home. And it doesn't necessarily mean coming back to our parents' house or being a child, but it's like, how do we make a home for us? And so a lot of times that involves like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do with my life? Will I get married? And like creating a home Mm -hmm. in this way. And so I think, so when I think of this phrase returning home, I think a lot of us, Uh, Maybe some of you are in the season where you're still looking for home. You don't, you maybe long to be married and you're not married yet. You don't know quite what job you want to take. You don't know where you'll live or you, you're living somewhere, but you feel like a change is on the horizon or you're in an interim period, whatever that means. But maybe you are home. Maybe you are married and you're established and you have a job and you have a family or you're single and you um, feel pretty like, set for a little bit um and i think i don't really have much beyond that but i just think that's a good point like we are looking for home like there is this i think the point that i'm trying to make is that there is this part of us where we long to be home and it's either as a child we are in a home and we we want a home similar to that or we want a new um healthy home and then we look for a home and so and ultimately, of course, I think we're created with that because we're created for home with with Jesus and that, you know, this is not our home yet. But then how do we make a home here? And I think in this however many last years, you know, I think so many books came out this fall, including yours about hurry and um, the hustle culture that we in. And I think we've somehow forsaken home in a sense like kind of sacrificed it for the yeah um everything else everything else else, you know the like the fame wanting to be seen wanting to be productive getting our identity from that and so i think the lord in a way has just stripped us all of that and is Mm -hmm. wanting us to come back home and if that's like a home and like okay how do we really become a family team or just enjoying your family or working on things in your marriage or learning to be really content with um being at home and being stationary and not being on the go all the time and learning to not hurry and have to go places but i think even taking it a step further and saying like well do i really find my contentment my satisfaction my peace and security in Jesus mm. or do I find it in being busy and the things that I can do or the friends that I have or um, all anything that you may mm. that we just don't have right now in quarantine I feel like it's like it's funny I don't feel like we necessarily have more time right now because in a sense I feel like we have more responsibilities at home because we don't have as much help yeah. and things but in another sense I feel like the Lord is saying, like, come home to me, my children. Like, come and find your contentment with me. Let me be your safe place. Let me be your voice in your head, not all these other voices. Hmm. Hey, guys, want to take a quick break to talk about one of the six sponsors, and that is Liquid IV, a newer sponsor on the show. Uh... 
but man, am I excited about them. They actually sent us some of their product to try out before we agreed to allow them to be a sponsor and me and Alyssa absolutely loved it. Now, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, it's an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. One stick in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. So it's awesome. Plus you get the added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and more. If you're dehydrated, Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. We've loved it seriously since taking it. They're awesome. And another thing I love about them is they're on mission too to change the world with their purchases. So they've donated more than 2.5 million servings to date uh, to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and Nepal. Uh, they currently donate also to healthcare facilities and food banks in the U.S. They're amazing. We absolutely love them. Now, again, they can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water, and they contain five essential vitamins, and it's way healthier than traditional sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors, no preservatives, all that stuff. It's not GMO, vegan, etc. Now, it's so effective because of cell- cellular transport technology, CTT. It's this optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium. Uh, and how it delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. It's super awesome. Like I said, we love them. So get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code REAL at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidiv.com, enter the promo code REAL to save 25% and start getting better hydration. Liquidiv.com, promo code REAL. I got so much there, babe. That was fire. That was sacred. I was wondering, that you was, were kind of quiet. I was like, am I, am no, I was amazing. gonna was, fall off a cliff? Am I not making no, sense? No, that was amazing. That was that was sacred fire. That was sacred fire oh, right there. Oh, it's so true. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, And I think ha- in that sense it applies to anybody no matter what season you're exactly, in. Exactly, exactly. Well, I love how you said that. Well, and Roll Heiser is really good. If you don't read him, guys, you should. I mean, not everyone will love him, just his style of writing, the density, etc. But I feel like when you when you really when you really yeah, some of his stuff just like touches to you just deeply. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more than any other author really can. It's just so prophetic and strong when it's when it's the when it's good. Um, but he has another book, uh, Holy Longing, where he talks about. He's very much. He talks a lot about too from different angles, like that one of how uh, kind of these like this this these long life journeys of what we were created for, how we were kind of born into, mm-hmm. and kind of returning yeah. home. Like you said, mm-hmm. another metaphor he uses, and Holy Longing is kind of through our sexuality. Um, and he even used that term way more broadly than just like sex, how we think about it, but like sexuality as actually a part of who we are in other aspects of relationships and platonic and intimacy, et cetera. But he uses the, the, the word sex, uh, sext actually comes from the Latin word sacare, which literally means to cut off. And so he kind of makes this argument in that book that we're all born sexed, which is a weird way to put it. But what he's basically saying, we're all born cut off. We're all born. He's like, he even kind of makes this, this, this claim that like, that's the reason why the first thing you do as in, as an image bearer in the, in on earth is cry. Like you're like Mm. cut off Mm. wanting connection. You're cut off wanting to be made whole again. And that's Mm. kind of like, you know, in the first instance, that's with your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so he just says that like, yeah, we're all kind of cut off. Um, and the rest of life is basically trying to answer that problem, you know? Um, and Genesis three is that problem, you know, our own sin is that own pro- that problem, et cetera. So I think that's just a profound way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think this is a time for us to return home. Um, like you said, and I think that's so, so powerful. And I think too, you have to ask yourself, what is home? And I think, home home aspirationally because because here's the truth when we say return home or we say return to what home represents some of us actually saying that's not what home represents that's 
home is terrible, home was abuse, sure. home was traumatic, home was whatever. Or even now, it's like... Or it is now, yeah, stressful, like, difficult. We're fighting all the yeah, time. It's, and, we talked about this on a five-minute mm-hmm. father for family teams, but like China's, you know, three to four months ahead of us, two to three months ahead of us on like the corona crisis trajectory mm-hmm. and so they're already they're already kind of coming out of it mm-hmm. at some level you know this will be a multi-year thing depending on how you're talking about it um but on the the spike they're coming out of it and they're already seeing strong data and researchers are seeing that divorce rates are just skyrocketing really yeah divorce right divorce rates and and the joke in the beginning was the opposite right i remember a lot of pastors were even kind of joking of like oh you know we all got to stay at home like you know we'll have more more sex so and more like babies, that. you know yeah. babies and there'll be yeah the, that line of like we'll have babies I wonder how many babies will be born nine months from now, blah, blah, blah. China's showing the opposite. Hmm. It's actually the, the, it's almost like we're like a, because f- home is such a place of vulnerability too. Home well, is where so you. you're so busy, you can push things under the rugs in your marriage a lot. Yeah. Like home, home is a place where you can't hide. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't, you shouldn't need to hide there. Yeah. That's the, that's the blessing of home. But home is also a place where you can't hide. Yeah. Uh. And I think that, and just like the friction of like, there's a lot of marriages that are just getting by and surviving because they actually only spend two hours a day with each other. Mm-hmm. And now they're spending 12 hours a day with each other and it's just ripping them apart. Sure. Right? Um, and that's like actually a pattern that was emerging out of China. I think it'll for sure mm-hmm. emerge uh, in the West because I even think our, our view of marriage and some of these things are even a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a time to, it's a time to return home and, and we're not trying to make that idealistic because what I'm trying to say, it is hard, um, whether that is past hardship, whether that is current hardship, but what I would say is that is the point of returning home, that, 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 that there has to be the death before resurrection. There mm-hmm. has to be the cross before new life. Um, and that there's an aspirational ideal of returning home that isn't necessarily true in how we feel. But God wants to bring us to that new future, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I just think that's something. First, we have to start there. Then I think, you. what do we mean by the good part of this? Like, I think there is a good part of it. I think aspirationally, again, when someone says home, the good, the good that that represents is home at its best is the ultimate place of belonging. Yeah. You, be, you belong at home. You mm-hmm. feel seen you feel heard you feel known you feel like you have a seat at the table you feel like a safe place you feel like you can let down the guard you can take off the shoes metaphorically and walk in the door comfortably um physically but also metaphorically at home you can't do that at work you can't do that at the ymca you can't do that at your gym you can't do that wherever Mm -hmm. as much like home is the the anchoring place of like you are truly known and truly loved there Mm -hmm. aspirationally but hopefully it should also be true at some level so that's what I think God's calling us back to right now of like calling us back to that because it's the centering, it's the center defining physical space, right? And again, even if you have roommates, even if you live with your parents, uh, you know, if you're not married, I still think there's this, 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 there's this ordinariness about the place that you go to bed and wake up every single day that should anchor you more than it anchors most people in their identity and in their meaning mm-hmm, and in their purpose. Mm-hmm. And the ordinariness is the specialness. Mm-hmm. Like that there we look, our hearts have gone other places to the flashiness. Our our hearts have kind of like, you know, marital love. Like marital love is a good metaphor, right? Where like a lot of us dream about the love that 19-year-olds have when it's like feels really good and you're just like fall in love with someone and head over heels and the notebook and blah blah blah. <laughs> but the actual powerful love that actually like changes the world is the love that 80 year olds have mm-hmm. you know what i mean that like have loved each other for 60 years yeah. and you know help put on each other's diapers <laughs> you know stuff like that um 
And seriously, though, you know, I wrote about yeah. that. I don't know if it, I'm starting to all my books are starting to bleed together. I don't remember what stories I wrote and what books <laughs> that kind of sounded book pretentious or whatever. But I mean, there was one story. If you've read it, remind me. Maybe it's it's not what you think. I don't know. Where I talk about the seminary president and his wife got Alzheimer's and how just his his love for her was the biggest testament of Christ, like in his whole life. Mm-hmm. How he served and loved her more than like the professional ministry he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, that love is more powerful than probably the love they felt when they were like dating, you know, sure. sixty years before that yeah. or whatever. So. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to talk about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Laurel Springs School. Now, they're a new sponsor, but I'm excited to talk to you guys about them. Now, if you don't know, Laurel Springs School is a fully accredited private online school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. They offer challenging academic programs that honor each child's individual learning style and educational needs. It's super awesome, um, and I, I, we absolutely love them. And here's why: because you basically get to do it on your own terms. We love and we we love education on our own terms. And whether it's flexible schedule, whether it's kind of the academic uh, uh, avenues you want, Laurel Springs is there to serve you, and they are awesome. And so, with our own kids, especially with some of them not in school yet, but being in school soon, these are the options we are looking at. And I'm super stoked uh, for Laurel Springs School now. Um, if you don't know, basically, like I said, they're accredited. They're an online private school for students from all the way kindergarten to 12th grade. They're incredible. What I love is they recognize that each child is unique and an individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. And they tailor it to them. They're flexible, uh, program, but it's challenging. It's diverse with elective courses. It's really, really, really cool. So again, they're accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. Um, and advanced ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by all colleges and universities worldwide, which is really cool. So again, check it out. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash real life today, and you'll receive a waived registration fee. Again, that's laurelsprings.com slash real life for your waived registration fee. All that to say, I think there's something that metaphor of marital love is actually, I think, also too why we don't want our hearts to return home because the home is the ordinary hard-fought, hard-won love when the workplace and other places mm-hmm. is the flashier dating puppy love. Well, sure. Does that make sense? Home is ordinary and ordinary is hard. Yeah. Ordinary is really sweet once you get there, but I love what you said about there has to be, there's a death in yeah. order to get to the resurrection. And so I think that's why, I mean, obviously this, um, pandemic is really heavy and there's a lot of hard things about it. But I also think on just the like everybody every day having that struggle, yeah. I think part of it is because there's a death. And obviously there's a loss of like, oh, I miss being with friends and community yeah. and or there's, you know, jobs yeah. or whatever. But there's also something inside of our souls that needs to die in order to be resurrected to truly come back home in a sense whether that is what you're saying like and i think it's easy when you go to work and we talk this a lot about this with men you know you can see your fruit right away you can accomplish something check off your to-do list you can see you do a b and c and d comes out or like you succeed in something and you get a promotion or whatever all these things and at home it's not like that it's like day in day out sowing seeds being faithful, having the conversations, laying down your life, yeah. serving, cooking another meal, cleaning, having that heart to heart with mm-hmm. your child, um, serving your husband, cleaning up their boxers, like all these things. And so um, it can feel 
mundane and we don't love mundane, but it's in the mundane where I believe we become holy. Mm -hmm. We learn to serve like Christ. We learn to rely on him. We, this month's hymn for our family is Jesus paid it all. And I love, I've been clinging to the first part this week about, um, no, I'm not gonna, we just started this week, so I don't know all the words, but it's basically like, um, I hear the Savior say, thy strength, thy strength indeed, is small. indeed is small. Child and of weakness, weakness, watch, watch and, pray. and pray. Find in me thine all, all in all. all. I think that's so true. Like we Jesus find. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> am, I on, am I on tune or whatever you call it with the singers? We all find that or we. Him. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was trying to This is my life, you. guys. This trying is to serenade life. you. I thought you were going to be blessed. Every time I try to produce a nugget. I thought you were going to be blessed by that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're producing nugs. Drop some more nugs. Well, I think I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I you think that the at the end of the day, the, the mundaneness and we the, are weak. And yeah. it takes, we, it's hard to choose to love and to serve. But through Christ and his power, we can. And he is making us holy through this returning home and being faithful and working on marriages and serving our kids and being intentional and just kind of like sifting through all the noise to really get down to the basics. Yeah. I don't know. I actually have so much more to say, but I think I'm going to call, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a decision here. I think we're going to (laughs) pause and come back next week for part two. Uh, Even though me and you are going to record, continue recording five seconds after I press stop. But I just feel like for part two, because I really try to honor you guys' time if you're watching on YouTube or listening on audio. We really try to keep these episodes 25, 30 minutes. I feel like that's just about the right space and time for you guys. You guys have told us that. Um, and I have a lot more to say. And I don't want to try to feel like I have to fit it in. And, fi- and I'm sure you do too in five more minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll just come back for part two. So let's do this, guys. If this resonated, yeah, I'll hopefully try to remember to post some on Instagram or something. And I'd love to get the conversation started on like that God is calling us home. God is calling mm-hmm. us home. And I love how Alyssa ended that this... The mundaneness is where holiness is found and where we're formed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she just, you're, you're dropping nugs on me. And I think nugs. that was the message of fall and everybody knew it. But it's hard to choose that. Everybody so knew it. Now it's the time to prove it. But <laughs> <laughs> right though? So I feel like now it's like, okay, now we're going to provide opportunity for everyone to really finish it out for me babe exactly no 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 exactly i agree i thought you were gonna finish my sentence oh no sorry i I wasn't i wasn't that's 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 like that's marriage unlock cheat code tenure when you can like finish the other sentences we're not there yet Yeah, we're not there yet (laughs) just sometimes will kick me under the table but it hurts really bad do you guys do that in marriage too where like you're with someone and they're saying like you know because i wouldn't do this if it was just me and her i would just say like hey maybe don't say that or something but i'm always the one to get kicked because who, I, I want to like, know who in your marriage is the one to get Yeah, kicked. who gets nudged under... <laughs> make it sound a little softer. Who nudged. gets nudged under the table? Well... But, but here's the thing. Well, it is a nudge, but Alyssa doesn't pay attention, so sometimes it has to turn a little harder. <laughs> and then she goes... And then Alyssa is oblivious to kind of... Here, here's a better question. Most marriages have one person <laughs> who is completely hyper-aware of their surroundings and the conversation and maybe how Cute. it's feeling or what it's looking like to other people. That's not And me. one person is not that. So Alyssa is the person that if I'm trying to communicate <laughs> without communicating, meaning with my eyes... With my eyebrows, with my looks, with all these things of like, stop saying that, don't go there, don't do that. That's, you know, you don't know, maybe this person is, you know, a a trigger word for them or whatever, you know, any scenario. I'll try to give those signals 
And Alyssa won't get them. So then I'll try, so then I have to go physical, like nudge, elbow, you know, kick her under the table. And then she goes, ouch, why are you kicking me? Why are you kicking me? And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And so, yeah. So there's, I feel like there's, there's never two people in marriage that are same. There's usually, I don't know any marriages where no. two people are completely yep. oblivious or one where they're both kind of aware and sensitive and good at that. It's like one or the other. So mm-hmm. let us know if that's you. And that's a great signing off point. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>